Hi everybody, welcome to the Movement Voice, where we talk movement and everything associated to it. Thank you for tuning in, thank you for supporting. I hope you get a bit or a lot of knowledge from what I'm just trying to talk about today. And I hope it explains a bit of what I've talked about in the past, because I've been talking about imbalance a lot. And it hit me that most people might not really know the meaning of balance or imbalance and 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 the question might be and the question might be cecil what are you talking about when you're talking about imbalances and what are we thinking about when you're thinking about imbalances so i thought i'd go out on a limb today and just try and explain various aspects that you're supposed to look at when you're training that make sure you've put yourself in a position or your trainer or the gym that you're working out in has put you in a position where you're you're, you're completely balanced and and this won't and then that because not being balanced we all know this leads to movement disorders which eventually lead to physical impairments which are a problem and are a lot more chronic and and and, and we hate what we begin hate working out and in reality the problem is not because of the gym or because of working out or because of the of, of the trainer but because of lack of of the knowledge that people are supposed to have to incorporate as part of your program so let me just begin uh, so the specific aspects that you're supposed to make sure you look at and you work on when you're training, they're supposed to be part of your program constantly, or you're supposed to have windows that come in where you work on these things. But I tend to say that they they overlay each other, so eventually you end up working on them at every single point in time. So it's up to the coach you're working with, the gym you're working with, the therapist you're working with to have the ability to know that I need to insert workouts that work on this aspect at this point in time and I need to involve this aspect with a lot more intensity at this point in time. Okay, let's just dive into it. So the first aspect is balance and i think i'll just start with balance because balance covers everything and i think they overlay but i say balance covers everything so for me balance comes in two forms so balance is just basically the ability to move different body segments against gravity for you to be able to move your body so you know you're working against gravity so when you're working against gravity there's a bit of of, of force that you're working against and this is what causes injury if it's handled wrongly so if you have imbalance so let's talk about balance from i'm going to use myself as an example and the goal that i'm working on right now to try and help you understand this as much as possible so let's talk about running i'm going to try and use running to explain every aspect aspect that i'm going to talk about so let's talk about running so if i'm running what would i consider balance so what what I'd consider balance is making sure that my center of gravity, my center of mass remains at the same place. So this, by, by this, I just mean that my stride when my left foot is pushing off the ground is supposed to be similar to my stride when my right foot is pushing off the ground. So this is balance. This, this means that both my left and right leg are generating a similar amount of, of, of power for me to be able to maintain my center of mass when I'm moving with my right and my leg and my left leg, they are same stride length. So if they are not a similar stride length, it becomes very difficult to run. It becomes very easy to trip and fall. It becomes very easy to lose balance. So I'm going to talk about jump straight to number two. Number two is your 
cardiopulmonary endurance or let's just say your heart and lungs we know this so for my running for my target and for my speed target and for my time target i need to be able to i need to i need my heart and my lungs need to function at full efficiency to allow me to perform this function this function which is my goal which is running the 10k the 20k my heart and my lungs need to be perform at the same function because if it gets to a point where i'm sacrificing my breathing then i'm i'm not really focusing on my moving i'm losing my balance and i'm losing every other aspect that we're going to talk about after this and then this will definitely lead to a move a, a, a short term you fall down you tear a muscle you'll break you break a, a bone but long term it will it will lead to a continuous build up which will eventually get to a point where you have a movement disorder and then the physical impairments we were talking about so we're going to move to number three, which is coordination. So coordination is, is something that people throw out a lot out there. And, 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 and I think there are, I wouldn't say there are definite definitions as long as somebody really understands what they're talking about. But if somebody asked me the question to try and define coordination to them when it, in terms of movement and in terms of exercise, I'd say that contraction is the ability of your body, your muscle to fire up just at the right time as it is contracting to perform a movement. So activation and contracting, up, the timing between activation and contracting of a muscle being as impeccable as possible or being as perfect as possible for that movement is what we call really good coordination. Okay, I'll go back to my running again. So example, good coordination for my coordination is usually really centered on the mind on the mind being able to communicate the 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 message for the muscle group to activate so i'll go back to my running so for my running the muscle group that is responsible for 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 taking a lot of shock when my foot lands on the ground is my quad the, the front part of my leg so the my mind should be able to anticipate me hitting the ground with my foot and the amount of force that will come from the ground up to my body so that it activates my 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 quads to fire up as fast as possible and then my quads will contract as i push off the ground to move into my next stride so there has to be timing in between when you when you when you when your muscles are activating and there has to be a there's to be an impeccable timing timing between when the muscles are activating and then when they are contracting to 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 give force to receive force to take force and to give force so just that's just, that's basically coordination lack of coordination that's me hitting the ground my muscles refuse to activate i get a muscle pull i'm not able to contract most of us have had this when you most of us have had this when you move from a squat into a book a box jump so you move into a squat the 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 the, the muscles have, have are active enough to be able to take the shock of the squat you move into a box jump the muscles are supposed to contract to get you off the ground the quad muscles i'm still talking about the front part of your leg they they are supposed to contract as hard and as fast as possible to get you in the box and you have your quads lock and refuse to move so that that you there's no coordination there's no communication between the be, there's no timing of communication between 
your muscles receive your muscles receiving your muscles activating and your muscles lengthening or your muscle your muscles contracting to give force so i, def- I define contract co- coordination as that i've gone into the running i've gone into the box jump and the squat to just try and explain that a bit more and then i'd talk about mobility as well as the aspect number four because we're still talking about this aspect we've mentioned balance we've mentioned cardiopulmonary fitness we've mentioned your coordination and now we're mentioning your mobility so mobility people explain it in so many ways as well i'll use my running and go straight into it so i want to push my stride to go as 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 wide as possible i want to get maximum use of my of my hips so that i'm be able i'm able to go as wide with my stride as possible just the ability to feel free as i go through that wide stride without pain or without restriction is what I, i'd call mobility for me it's there's a lot of more technical terms but it's what i'd call mobility for me mobility is a lot more functional that's what I'd call mobility so the ability to open up those hips to full range of motion and feel the freeness as you push to go for your widest for your widest stride i'd call that mobility i'd call i'd call that i'd call that i'd call that mobility now next after mobility we'll talk about flexibility because they go hand in hand and people tend to attach them together because the mobility tends to have a bit of flexibility on it as well so for flexibility is it's muscle centered it's not it's not it's not the ability for you to move a whole joint system through a whole range of motion but it's the ability of you to move a single muscle group so it's the ability for a single muscle group to lengthen and shorten I'll, I'll say lengthen and I'll improve I'll, I'll include shorten as well as efficiently as possible or as as much as it can or to it to the to the to the ex, to the most extreme heights that it can without having too much interference okay so again where does where does flexibility come in when i'm when i'm running I'm, I'm, when you're running your ankles are a, play a really big role in, in 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 trying to convert movement from landing to exploding into a stride or exploding into a, a into a run so the calf muscles are really are really important for this and when you talk about flexibility and talk about the calves if you have really tight calves so it becomes very difficult for you to work with your calf work with your foot on the ground it becomes very difficult for you to push off the ground so most people have continuous calf pain after running this is this is mostly because of tight calves and the only problem is continuously working with tight muscles makes them tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and this leads to movement disorders which eventually lead to physical impairments so that is number 5 we have flexibility and then we move on to muscle performance so muscle performance is a common aspect that most of us work on as a goal when when we look at all these things that we've talked about and muscle performance is basically broken down into three your strength your power and your muscle endurance so with strength it's a single that we understand for most people who've been working out we understand what strength is so when you st- when you say when you for example I, i'll use running for this as well but I'll, i'll i'll use strength training for the strength part because it makes more sense so like let when you're doing a bench press or the heaviest you can push from the rack that's it, that we'll say we we'll call that strength so it's a maximal effort a maximal singular effort a maximal singular effort or a maximum singular force that has been produ- that can be produced 
that that's what we'd call a strength but for power we, we need, we're going to add something else over here we're going to add maximum force that can be produced over the shortest period of time so for strength doesn't have to be, have to be really fast so for strength it's take your time push as hard as you can it's your singular it's your best effort but for power it has to be time oriented now so for people who are familiar for most of you for some of you who are familiar with olympic weightlifting that's a power sport that you have to get the the heaviest load you can from the ground to over to to on top of your head to overhead as fast as you can that's 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 pure power and then we have endurance endurance is just for as long as possible perform that activity for as long as your muscle can perform that activity for as long as possible all the, these these three form muscular performance and they need to be part of what you're working on when you're exercising no matter what your goal is these need to be worked the, the, the all these aspects need, need need to be worked on so as a runner where does my strength help me my quads need to be strong enough to take the force of that hit when my foot lands on the ground my glutes need to be strong enough and my hamstrings to be able to produce the force that pushes me to go to as far as i can for my stride for for when i talk about power is my muscles need to con- contract really fast for me to be able to extend every for my, my for when I talk about power i need to produce force as fast as possible and the only way to do this is for my muscles to contract as fast as possible in between movements so that i can move at the pace that i'd want to so when it comes to running it's 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 strength and endurance oriented but power is really essential because you're coming off the ground at a particular point in time and it's really fast muscle contraction and it's your glutes and it's your quads and that's where power is really essential and now endurance now for my running endurance is key i need to be able to maintain my power for my stride and my strength so for as long as possible so that's my endurance so i need to include all this three and even if you're doing a even if you're a cyclist even if you're a swimmer you need to put yourself in a position where you include all this three in your in your in your muscle performance training do not even if you're a bodybuilder even if you're a strong man even if you're a power a, a, an olympic weightlifter all these need to be included in your training because if you sacrifice one or two of these then you create an imbalance and an imbalance will definitely lead to a muscle disorder and a muscle disorder will definitely lead to a physical impairment impairment if not looked at and this this will just end up pulling you back on your goal and putting you in a position where you have to wait for for an injury to heal or you have to go through so many physiotherapy sessions or so many chiropractor sessions for you to be able to reset your body to get you in a position where you were so it's essential that you balance your program and you balance your training so as not to get to this point so we're going to talk about neuromuscular control as the second last point as the second last point of of, of whatever we're talking about right now the aspects of training that should be on your program so when we talk about neuromuscular control now this is essential because this is now basically the ability of your mind to anticipate mess to anticipate a force onto a, to anticipate an action and to be able to allow the 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 the, the group of muscles that are, are responsible for the specific functions that we've mentioned on the on the on the other aspects to perform what they're supposed to do okay so neuromuscular control when i'm running so my training my 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 my, my training my structured training will allow my mind to know 
my my speeds my 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 paces how hard i push the amount of force that i that that i explode off the ground with so it will develop a system that allows it to respond as fast as possible and the response will just allow it to get everything ready to wake up everything up the right way so that i'm balanced on my next stride so that i'm able to 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 take in the forces that i'm supposed to take in and take them in the right way so that my joints are not affected so this is basically what neuromuscular control does and neuromuscular control training is 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 is, is, is the word might sound technical but it's just basically making a, tra a training system that ensures that all your joints move through all dimensions and all ranges of motions with regards to your goals and just to make sure that your mind you train in a pattern that your mind will recognize and you do not jump from routine to routine because then your body will not be able to anticipate the movements that are coming or the movements or the other 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 the activities that you're going to perform and it's going to be very easy to 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 lose function of so many of the aspects that we've already talked about and once you lose functions of those aspects then i'll go back to movement disorder physical impairment extreme pain you won't be able to perform your activities so neuromuscular training is just about developing patterns in the mind to be able to create systems that allow you to perform your goal or your daily activities or your or, or whatever you're supposed to do on a day-to-day -day as efficiently as possible to create systems that allow you to do this you have to train your mind to do this so this is where the the the, the common term functional training comes from so if you lift a dumbbell overhead and you're trying to reach overhead for something your mind is already anticipating anticipating that movement it, it it creates the right response for it by activating whatever it's supposed to activate or waking up whatever it's supposed to activate and you perform the movement with efficiency and with without risk or lowering your risk of getting injury so finally we're going to talk about stability as an aspect you're supposed to work on and then i'm going to talk about running again as an example and i might throw in a few other examples as well so stability is just the ability of a part of your body to hold another segment up without it falling that was a bit vague but that's how i understand it that's how i'll explain it so i'll use running as an example again so how would i measure my stability at a particular point in time my foot is responsible for holding my entire body when i'm off stride when i'm just moving on my stride my foot is responsible for holding my entire body up my entire body my entire body so i'd say i have foot stability if i have my foot as firmly on the ground as possible if i can feel my calf muscles if so stability again depends on everything else because your mind has to be able to anticipate that movement to create the system so i define stability as my foot my foot holding everything up when i'm basically doing every movement that involves me standing up there's your squat there's your running there's your walking there's everything else we'd call stability we'd call foot stability as the ability of your foot 
to hold the, your entire body up as efficiently as possible and specific aspects go into working on your stability for example your foot your foot working on your foot stability will work on your a bit of your flex a bit of your flexibility on on your calves will work on so many things will work on your coordination so it's all interchanged so every aspect is interchanged and interlocked but whatever goal you're working on and whatever you're trying to achieve you should put yourself in a process or you should create an environment and you should have a professional create an environment for you that basically just allows you to work on every aspect so i'm just going to quickly go through just quickly run through them again so number 1 you have your balance number 2 you have your coordination number 3 you have your mobility Number three, number four, you have your flexibility. Number five, you have your cardiorespiratory endurance. Number six, you have your neuromuscular balance. And number seven, you have your muscular function. If I've mixed them, I think I'll have something out. Or we, I think I've talked about all of them, even if I've mixed them on the last statement. So in your program, try and make sure you have all these aspects balanced. And then we won't be talking about imbalances, which eventually lead to... to, to movement disorders you can't move well because you have a knee problem because you and your 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 foot was not stable enough to support your body now your knee gets the problem and that the, the movement disorders a movement disorders the movement disorder and then eventually you get a torn acl which is now leads to the physical impairment impairment that you have you can't work you can't work you can't work with your with your with your with your with your with your physique with your body your body cannot function as efficiently as possible so let's try and balance all this up and then this is one of the ways to just try and prevent yourself from getting to the point to the to the from getting to the point where pain is a massive problem for you and physical impairment is a massive problem for you thank you for listening thank you for tuning in if you have any questions make sure you send them to the movement coach to coach rugs fit and I'll try and answer them as as much and with as much information as I can. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting. This is the Movement Voice and I sign out.